Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Chad Franzen here, co-host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their jobs. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth and many more. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and this is the 10th time you spent explaining it? There's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life-or-death situations to run their operations. Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them to do their best work. Sign up for a 14-day free trial, no credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T, process.com. Elizabeth Carter is president and chief operating officer of Perfect Snacks, a family business developed out of love for optimal health, fitness, and nutrition. She's a 15-year CPG and finance management veteran with a proven track record of success, increasing sales, and also increasing profitability. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thanks. Good. Thanks for having me. Hey, so uh, tell me a little bit more about Perfect Snacks. Um, it's kind of self-explanatory in the title, but uh, you know, uh, tell me a little bit about the history and what you guys do. Yeah. So you know, it's a little bit of a wild story. Um, it started with a family, the Keith family. There was 13 kids um, and a family bus and they um, recipe that started from their dad making uh, peanut butter balls with and putting their whole food supplements in and grinding them up and for the have a healthy snack and uh, the kids decided to start the business um, and make it into bars and they launched first at the Berkeley Whole Foods and from there expanded into other whole food store but that's where the brand kind of got its start you know, we're pro providing a whole food nutrition and refrigerated protein snacks um, that kind of has expanded across all channels um, from grocery, natural, mass, um, and club. So very excited. You know, we really stand behind fresh snacking, um, having providing a very great tasting product for different eating occasions throughout the day, whether it's our snack size bar for snacking in the morning or afternoon or into the evening or our full size bar that can be a meal replacement. And then our peanut butter cups for an afternoon indulgent snack. So what is the difference between one of your peanut butter cups and maybe one that you might've had when you were a kid, you know, trick or treating? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, big difference, you know, we have fair trade chocolate, you know, these are whole food, um, everything you that's in our product, you can spell. It's something that you'd find, you know, in all of your regular snacks, you know, from peanuts to the, like I said, the fair trade chocolate, it's got, um, protein in it. So the, the peanut butter cups have seven grams of protein. So it's just something that you wouldn't see in a, in a cup that you had growing up with uh, trick or treating. What do you have a favorite perfect snack? Mine, mine right now is actually the snack size. I actually just got done having one before just so my stomach wasn't uh, growling, but um, mine really is the little snack size. For me, 
you know, whole bar was really challenging. And so uh, the fact that we came out with snack size to really appeal to those consumers that were having that hard time eating that full size bar, or eating half and putting half away. Um, and this also appeals to a lot of, you know, individuals within a whole family. I mentioned in your intro that you are the chief operating officer. What are your kind of primary responsibilities in that position? You know, for me, it's really managing the day-to-day operations of the organization, making sure we're staying true to our KPIs. How do we drive the business board? How do we lean into strategy? You know, how do I get the team focused around what's the right uh, path to take to, you know, meet our priorities? Um, For me, it's really critical that in the year, you know, going into our third year of a pandemic, you know, we decided to kind of scale back and make sure that we could focus, you know, with the challenges you're having in supply chain and logistics, you know, we wanted to focus more, um, you know, what made the brand what it was, and that was the bar category. And not that we're not focusing on innovation, but this year we're really trying to hone in on expanding our bar, bar category and making sure our retailers. So it's really making sure that we have the right strategy, the right priorities to meet those um, that focus. How do you kind of get the team, you know, when you said it's your responsibility to get the team focused, what do you kind of do to do that? You know, so like last week, we just had a on-site for, you know, three days and we talked first, we kicked off innovation summit. What does that look like, you know, near term and in three to five years? Then the next day we kicked off a culture and strategy. Um, If you look at our key priorities, we go into, you know, growth, execution and culture. And we make sure that, you know, within those, we had an immersion session about each one of them, you know, so in the strategy session, we talked about what is our, you know, where is our annual contract uh, for the year and where are their gaps? And then in the culture section, you know, making sure that, you know, we understood, you know, we have the right people in the right seat, making sure that we have, you know, the right processes for those individuals, making sure that those individuals fully understand, you know, what are the goals and priorities for the company. I mean, we do have a management system called Lattice, employee engagement that allows people to go in and track KPIs, track you know how they're performing. It goes from individual all the way up to the company. Um, so making sure that the entire senior leadership team understood the tools that were available for them to make sure that all team members are fully embrace what our focus and priorities are. Perfect Snacks has reported a compound annual growth rate of 78% since 2015. What do you think are some reasons for that? You know, I think it's finally the retail's reception of the fresh snacking. You know, they're, you know, selling in and explaining to them, seeing the growth in the perimeter and consumers shifting towards wanting that fresher refrigerated uh, snack. Um, You know, we were able to get into we're in about 30,000 doors selling with a national footprint. Um, We've got we're a category leader and top five brands in national grocery and top 10 brands in national mass. So we've been able to accelerate our story and the reason to believe in refrigerated snacking. And also, you know, then retailers have started to shift their mindset and starting to create these fresh snacking sets that have drove consumers to there, you know, with, a with, you know, perfect snacks being a leader and there a lot of other different protein snacks, but it's really also coming off of the headwinds of just consumers are snacking more consumers are snacking, you know, pre, you know, prior to COVID, but there was shifting, but even more during COVID and we're seeing that continue to accelerate. And so it's really getting behind that story with retailers and telling them that, and then how do we continue to expand our set within that? 
How many employees are there at uh, Perfect Snacks, roughly? We have 77. Okay. How do you, um, can you tell me a little bit about your operations then in terms of, you know, your processes and your systems and kind of how you keep things efficient? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was a big turning point for us. Um, we were on QuickBooks up to about a hundred million dollar company. And we, in March of 20, we went live with uh, NetSuite. And, you know, part of that was, you know, when we got acquired by Mondelez, one of their other ventures was on NetSuite. Um, we looked at a lot of different systems. But that one was really the you know system that worked best for us, and we were able to lean into some of the other ventures to help support our integration of it. But really, you know, I was actually having a conversation with our head of operations yesterday, and the best thing we ever did was we launched the system, you know, not with a ton of complexity. We launched it with just getting live with financials, AP, AR, and then. But now we've after post, we've almost been a year and a half. Um, we've embraced how else to layer in different things. So we've, we've leaned into EDI, we've leaned into automation, PO automation, AP automation, all the different tactics to help speed up the process. And we close our books in two days and we report financials on day three. So that doesn't allow a lot of time um, or room for error. So we've really adopted a lot of systems we're actually working on how to automate our trade software into our, our financial system and working, partnering with Crescicor on that. But, you know, the biggest thing for us is just, you know, having that development and having that understanding with all the teams to know that they need to be keeping their eyes and ears out for, you know, pain points within their processes. You know, so if you talk about our customer service side and they were manually fulfilling SOs in our system. Now we've automated it, whereas before it might've taken them an entire week to do everything, and now is down to hours. So, you know, giving that time back to individuals so they can focus on other things within their job and not spending time manually doing it is probably one of the biggest things that we've embraced and, you know, brought to a head within the organization is how we're going to structure our operations. Do most of your employees work uh, remotely? Right now, we have about the, the bulk of people are remote. Um, we have uh, designated days within the week that people come into the office. So it's great to have that face-to-face and collaboration. Today's marketing, tomorrow is finance, and Thursday is operations. And uh, Monday, Friday is a flex. Uh, we're moving into a new office space. So we're going to be adopting a new hybrid model that kind of works for everybody, but really trying to work to get people excited to come back to the office. You know, come in and have a coffee, even if it's just for a couple hours and meet with some of your colleagues. Um, it's not going to be a strict policy, but it's going to be something that works for our brand. What are some of the challenges that have been presented by the, you know, by people deciding or even having to work remotely? You know, I think the, you know, for us, we were a little bit ahead of it because we really are on top of engaging our employees. And I think at the tail end of 19, we asked our employees, what would you like to see change? And one of the things they said was be able to work from home for a day or two. Um, and so we made that point in, you know, December and into January, we got everybody set up to be able to work from home. We got everybody was on a desktop, had a laptop. So when COVID shut down in March of 2020, we didn't have a lot of disruption. 
You know, we made sure that people could fully work from home. Um, you know, there's some little technicalities with our VPN, but really, I mean, we didn't have a ton of challenges. I think the biggest thing now is as we're starting to bring people back and people are like, wow, that was really helpful being in person. And it's really starting to have a few more of those. So people look at it more as a positive and not like, oh, I got to get dressed and I've got to actually see people and I've got to drive. So I mean, we don't we want to make it a positive and not a negative and, you know, really show why, you know, as a brand, we need to have that some of that face to face time. Yeah. Have you, have you found ways um, as you kind of work through the remote working process to make, you know, kind of bring back that atmosphere where you, you bump into somebody in the hallway and you can talk about something productive. Like, you know, when you're, when you're working remotely, everything kind of needs to be scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you know, for here, we, we've tried to have it where, you know, people kind of come in and we have lunches. So we're trying to kind of lean on the department heads. So head of operations, marketing and so forth to kind of find a plan that works within their own. So we just recently deployed all of the engagement surveys by department to the leads for them to kind of slice and dice and go through it and see, you know, what could I do to help make it meaningful for my team? Because where we scored the least was where people said they didn't feel like they needed to come in person to collaborate. They didn't think that they, that that was critical for their job. So that's in our mind saying, okay, but what can we do to get them in to collaborate? Can we have lunches? Can we have, you know, the coffees? Can we have a lunch and learn where we bring an expert, a subject expert in and have them talk through? And it doesn't necessarily have to be around perfect snacks, but if you can need something like we at one time had somebody show us how to make kombucha, you know, in the office. So it can just be something that people, you know, are engaged in um, even having a yogurt. I mean, a, sorry, yoga, a yoga class on our patio. I mean, we do live in sunny San Diego. We have the benefit of, you know, very good weather most of the time. And so just getting people back and, you know, leveraging tactics like that. Sure. Yeah. Those are definitely great ideas. Uh, final question for you, but first, where can people get perfect snacks? If there's, you know, some common retail outlets, you mentioned Whole Foods and also yeah. maybe you just find more information about you guys online. Yeah, definitely at www.perfectsnacks.com. But you can find us at Target in your, you know, inline set, you can find us at Whole Foods, you can find us at Publix, uh, Walmart, Albertson, Aldi, Safeway, Vons, you can find us at Costco, Sam's Club now, which was a new launch last year, and of course, on our own D2C site and Amazon. Okay, my last question for you, do you have any favorite books that you have found particularly valuable or uh, enjoyable recently? Uh, well, I'm a mother of three kids and I have a one, eight and 10 year old. So I'm very limited on my <laughs> books. And if I am, I am, I'm a huge, it's, it's terrible, but I'm a Nicholas Sparks fan, uh, which is, it's not even a self-help. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in so gauge at work. <laughs> I have to have my hour at the end of the day to unplug. And typically it's watching something on Netflix or while I'm finishing up some work. So I, honestly, the book has uh, been a low priority with having a one-year-old at the house. That's, that's all right. You're a children's book expert. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. I just actually ordered some more Judy Bloom books for my daughter. <laughs> Very nice. Hey, uh, Elizabeth, it's been great to uh, get your insights and hear your thoughts. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. 
Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's awesome.